Hello and welcome to episode number 237 of the Armin Show podcast. We are in the place to be. We got the visual. We got the audio. Who is my guest on this episode? Bob Varro. Bob Varro is here. Bob, welcome to the show. Also, Mike, always close by. Bob, you are a music producer. Yes, sir, I am. You're from Belgium. Correct. You're a Belgian music producer. Yep. Okay, so two, a lot of different things I wanted to cover, but first, how long have you been a music producer? For, let's say, I started professionally around 2015, 2016, when I started, you know, following following some courses Mm -hmm. in music production. Went to a city called Ghent in Belgium for music production. Mm -hmm. Got, you know, the taste of, you know, producing, making songs. And, you know, from then on, it started. Worked from some independent artists. Went to Abbey Road in Amsterdam, making music. And that's how it's going. Were you born in Ghent? I'm born in Ghent. That's correct. Tell us a little bit about Belgium. Well, Belgium, how to say this? Um, It's very old. Oh, kind of city. Yeah, we have a lot of culture. We have a lot of good beers, good fries, as most of the people know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we have some good music out there as well. Ghent has very, you know, good music scene. We got a, a lot of like cool places to make music and perform and a couple of nice studios as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Would you recommend the average person to visit Belgium? Belgium? If so, where would they visit? If they visit, I would suggest them to go to Brussels, mm-hmm. Antwerp. Ghent, because mm-hmm. you know those are like the main big cities mm-hmm. in Belgium, and yeah, you should go check it out. There's you know a lot of stuff to do there. Very nice restaurants and a lot of things. What's yeah. one place you went to specifically in Antwerp, which has a funny name to it? In Antwerp, there are a lot of great cocktails bar, cocktail bar there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta you know still think about a couple of names. Can't remember them at the top of my head but they're gone you know yeah we have nice places there sometimes a little expensive but it's worth it if you're visiting europe make sure to go to antwerp mm. that's pretty cool what is the national language of belgium well we have three languages actually so we have the northern part which is dutch mm-hmm. flemish speaking actually and then we have the french part which is the south part and on the right we have a little german yeah Oh, cool. So for, yeah, such a tiny country, we have a lot of... <laughs> it's split into three different language sections. Yep, yep. All to do with, like, the war and everything, you know, everything back in, was it, 1945? And that makes sense. That. Yeah. Last question out of nowhere. What's the population of Belgium? How many people? Yeah. I have no idea. That's I have probably. no idea. But, I mean, we're pretty... Flanders is pretty crowded. Yeah. Like, the other part, the French part, Wallonie, is less. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you know, more geographical, you know, like mountains and whatever, and a lot of river, lakes, and whatnot. So, yeah. Flanders is really flat. So, you know, we oh. build houses wherever we can. That's cool. <laughs> what languages do you know, by the way? I speak Dutch, of course, Flemish, you know, my main language. Mm-hmm. I speak French as well. Mm-hmm. But as I'm speaking more English, French is not really that good anymore. Oh. I'm speaking more English and, yeah, Dutch and French and German a little I can understand it say a couple of phrases but that's it it's not too complicated <laughs> I gotta check one how would you say I am currently on the Armin Show podcast in Dutch in Dutch ik ben nu op de podcast met Armin hier in Los Angeles this is great long live that that's cool is there any language that's similar to Dutch um well we have the Netherlands of course yep that use exact same words but it's just like a different kind of 
dialect, if you would say that. You have mm. a couple of different words, but I mean, you could perfectly travel there and speak your own language. Ah. And they even have it, I think, in like the south of Africa. But they, it doesn't like, it sounds like it, but they have different words. Ah. But we could understand it, I think, a little. <laughs> a little bit. That's cool. Music production. What? How did you start? What age were you like, I like music? That already started actually when I was super young, around I think like five, six, seven years old. Mm -hmm. You know, listen to different kinds of bands like Yazoo, Green Day, uh, a lot of punk rock bands actually. And that's when I decided, you know, like I want to learn an instrument. So my, I got my guitar, mm -hmm. a classical guitar, around seven, eight years old. Mm -hmm. It's like this whole academic school with like, you know, all the partitures, tabs, or however you call it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I did that one. And after those four years, I was actually pretty tired of practicing the guitar. Got kind of bored of it, and I was like, well, I don't want to do it anymore. So my parents took me to another school where I'm actually teaching guitar right now. Uh, oh, cool. Back in Belgium as well. And yeah, I really got the taste of, you know, playing the guitar and like playing along with Oasis, you know, Wonderwall, you know, the first songs that everybody everybody learns on guitar. Green Day songs, you know, like really strumming the guitar and play like more famous bands. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, it, you know, it got me really interested in playing the guitar and like, you know, hopefully one day make a living out of it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And from when I started going to that school, certain things started to happen. I got to meet a certain guy that was in like a death metal band he introduced me to an electric guitar got myself an electric guitar for my birthday joined his band then i got to another teacher while well, i learned to appreciate artists like joe satriani steve Vai, dream theater like really guitarist guitars you know what i mean it's all instrumental music and that's how i got fascinated by sound as well i wanted to know like how does these records sound how do they sound so virtuous and so huge mm -hmm. And yeah, I did some other stuff in the meantime as well. I played bass for a certain pop rock band in Belgium as well. And this guy introduced me to music production because he was like, Bob, you're a very good guitar player and all that, but I feel like there is something more behind you. There is, you know, you have more interest instead of just playing the guitar. Why don't you go and look to do something in music production? We have in Kent the Conservatory. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should try and apply for that. So that's what I did. Mm -hmm. I went to a school which was supposed to, you know, prepare me for the conservatory. Uh -huh. Unfortunately, I, they didn't, you know, allow me at the conservatory for whatever reasons because there's only very select people that can, you know, study there. No Belgians so, yeah. allowed. <laughs> I've no idea what it is. Still don't know up to this day, but, you know, whatever it is. And, yeah, from then on, I was like, fuck, you know, kind of sucked and I feel kind of bad, but... In the end of the day, there was only one thing that's in my mind, and that's I want to make music. Mm -hmm. So I started looking up on the internet, and then I came across Abbey Road Institute in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. And that was just an eye-opener for me. The school wasn't even there yet. They were building it. And it was the first, you know, lead of group of people that could go there. Only 10 students right. there were. Um, yeah, it was just amazing. Like, they, they admire my enthusiasm and, like how I want to make things work and the songs that are already mixed, produced. And they were like, you know, there's maybe some potential in this guy, you know, let's get him in here. So right. I did this whole course in Amsterdam. And from then on, dude, I'm serious. This just went 
up. I mean, I met so many people from here as well, still friends that I have right here that are, you know, doing music every day. And yeah, that's how I got into music production step by step you know it's like this road that you're going you're trying to find your way some things work some things don't work it's it's trial and error all the time and you know step by step you accomplish some cool things and you know hopefully we'll get better every day <laughs> now that's a wonderful thing right you practice each thing everybody's got their craft you work on it have you uh per what kind of creations have you made or performing or how have you applied your skill i've done different things i have my own solo project called mm -hmm. bob varo where i'm focusing on doing everything myself mm -hmm. so i write the song write the lyrics play the guitar mm -hmm. do the drums bass since everything you know possible just to see how far i can go mm -hmm. besides that i had a couple of other projects like varo which was like a like a progressive metal band mm -hmm. um back from belgium as well mm -hmm. What kind of different software have you used or are you good at? Well, I used Pro Tools all the time mm -hmm. um, since it's been used at the school as well. And it's still like an industry standard. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, I started st using Studio One from PreSonus, which gives me just... Wait, did you say PreSonus? PreSonus, yeah. My recording <laughs> thing is an audio box USB PreSonus. It is, it is. And I think it's, I mean, I think it's a great company and they deliver great products. And for me, Studio One is the perfect solution. I mean, I used to use Logic as well, but it just didn't feel right as I was used to Pro Tools. So I was like, bah. you know, it's, let's try something else. And back in Abbey Road, people started talking about Studio One and I was like, let's give it a shot. And it was pretty easy, you know, you just buy it. You don't have to worry about any subscription or whatever. And it's very easy, you know, to like combine the audio editing and the whole MIDI thing. It works out perfect for me. Some people are like, Studio One, what is it? I'm like, you should try it. And like more people start to try the software and, you know, some like it, some don't. I don't know. We'll see <laughs> right. where the industry goes. If if Pro Tools is still gonna be the main the main thing, if it's gonna change or not, who knows? Mm. Who are some people that you've seen other performers or people you'd want to work with, or people you want to work like? Is there anybody that comes to mind that you're like, hmm, I like what they're doing, or I'd like to work with? Yes, them. I do. There's actually this band called Mannequin Medicine mm -hmm. from Los Angeles that I met on my last trip at, at the Viper Room. Mm -hmm. And they are really good. I mean, it's sort of like a rock metal band. They have great leads, good guitar, rhythm stuff and whatnot. And I would love to work with them. Like I'm trying to figure things out with them and try to, you know, make a record and put some stuff together. If you work with them, what would you, what would be your connection contribution there? Well, as a music producer, I try to add value wherever I can. Depends on the artist, of course, what they want. But um, yeah, I mean, I can help people out from songwriting to recording it to mixing and mastering it. Mm -hmm. And that's also a bit of the idea behind the work that I want to do. I don't want to be only a mixing engineer or mastering or whatever, because, you know, I'm an artist as well. So I like to, you know, contribute in different ways. And again, it depends on the artist. Like if it's someone that just wants mixing, of course, I'll, I'll do it. But I like to, you know put time into a project and don't just like you know mix it and done i want to you know meet the people get to know their ideas behind the music like talk like what's the you know what's the what's the plan with this project where do you want to go with this is it you know supposed to 
go somewhere or is it just for you whatever and and then fill in you know the blanks and just help where i can help them write a good song sit together write some lyrics write a good melody find out some guitar stuff whatever i like to have a good relationship with the people i work with and mm -hmm. like you know for future and just for you know satisfaction because i mean like if you're working with an artist i think it's very important that you you know feel the music as well you know i mean if you're you know i mean if you're like a top guy in the industry you will do a great job but me as i'm like still trying to figure my way out i think it's very important to you know get to know artists and look what their sound is and how they want things to sound i don't want to be the guys like i just gotta sound this way or this way or whatever i want to you know talk and mm -hmm. make it a whole package right you know i mean yeah connect with the person there yeah exactly that or band whatever or producer doesn't matter it doesn't even have to be an artist even if it's a producer i want to you know collaborate in some way i just you know yeah now one thing that comes to mind is when you think of production is there something you lean towards like one example was one rapper was talking about how puff daddy would get one person there and then one person to do the hook and then he would think to use this one sample and that was it and he didn't do anything he just brought those th three things together there you go is that a main part of production or is that a small percentage what would you describe that as? depends again i think more in like hip-hop and rap genre uh -huh. i think there is more like and especially also in pop of course like if you if you go on spotify or whatever and you check credits for a certain song you'll see a whole list sometimes of yeah. so many different people that contributed to it. In rock music, it's different. Like, not saying all rock bands, of course, but mm -hmm. especially in my genre, metal and like proc metal or even certain rock bands, most of the time it's just they did it and it's like produced within their, you know, band people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, it's not... It's their crew. Yeah, it's Lincoln not like Park. this guy is writing this, this guy is writing this, and now let's put it all together. No, it's more like a, you know, like a band, you know, like you get together, you write something, and you get this white one guy that produces you, records you, or whatever, and that's more rock genre. I think, you know, it's, it's not always like that, but I think most of the time it is. So. Mm. That makes sense. Do you have any favorite? Is Linkin Park rock? Is that, that's the only group I can think of when I think of a band. Which one? Linkin Park. Linkin Park. That's sort of. That's like that's like more like new metal. Oh okay. Yeah, I like new metal though. Like my favorite bands are like Five Finger Death Punch, Disturbed. You mm. know, and yeah, dude, I love new metal. Like modern sound. You know what I mean? I think that's also another thing. Like if you hear pop industry and all these things these days, mm -hmm. you gotta somehow adapt or what is the correct word for it, and like follow a little bit in this stream of samples and different sounds and like more modern sound you know what i mean like back in the day it was the band all together in the studio all mic'd up you record it yeah and then you mix it and it's done while these days and the possibilities with all the software that we have uh -huh. you can make rock and metal way more interesting with all the possibilities instead of just record it mix it now you know like even back in the days with tape and everything it's just one take it's got to be right you know you can do some small stuff or like you know cut it whatever put it back together i don't know and it's very it's very then you need to have good performance performer performance you know what i mean and now these days with these possibilities 
that's what I'm trying to do as well with my music is try to make it sound as modern and not as stereotype as how a rock or metal band should sound like. Huh. They have a certain style that they normally sound yeah. like. That makes sense. What's one difficult thing you've run into when you're doing some sort of production? What's the challenge you're like, I'm stuck? Or maybe close to stuck? You mean like when I'm recording something? Do you run or? into any musical difficulties? Or is that your main area where there's no issues and it's smooth all the time? It's definitely not smooth all the time. I mean, you have, you're working with people. You're working with artists. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a different perspective, mm-hmm. ideas. And it's kind of your job as a producer as well to kind of bring it all together and, you know, keep everybody happy. But at the same time, you know, sometimes make decisions and tell them like, okay, but I think it's better to go for this thing. You know what I mean? Like try to keep everyone happy. Mm-hmm. And bring it, bring bring a good idea to the table that satisfies everybody instead of just you know, I'm doing I'm gonna do my thing or whatever you know what I mean, so yeah, huh? That's cool. I haven't done production, but I made a few rap songs online, and my friend helped me with that. I have a friend; he's a singer songwriter, Gary. He's been on the show before, and he plays guitar and does some mm-hmm. behind the scenes, but it's not more rock or other categories. Gotcha. Most people have their own specific categories. I want to add in a little nice little segue. Last, one of the recent times that I rapped, because I rap quite often, was at a Halloween party. This is where I met you, Bob. I was a dinosaur. No, I wasn't a dinosaur. I was a vampire. What were you for Halloween? And isn't it cool to meet people at Halloween parties? It's great. I didn't dress up. Uh huh. I didn't dress up. I was a scary vampire, and you, you were. St- a you, st- you still re- you still remember it? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's true. Good point. <laughs> no, because I got invited like last minute, so that's why I was right. like, "Okay, whatever, let's go over," you know, and and and, and chill there. Because I was like, "Fuck!" And everybody was like, "What are you dressed up like?" I'm like, uh, "I didn't really have time to get something." Sorry. <laughs> the good news is, if I am any indication, not much is remembered of you not dressing up or dressing up. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But there was a dinosaur there. There was a Daenerys Targaryen from Game of Thrones there. A police officer. All kinds of... It, w- it was a cool experience, man. It was my first time that I got into like a house party, Halloween party thing. And it was a, it was a great experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I only see these kind of things in like movies and shit. And now I was like there. And it, fe- it felt great, you know, like be appreciated here. And that's also a thing that I like about los angeles compared to like belgium you really feel home here and you're not really seen as the guy from belgium or oh the tourist or whatever you know what i mean You've, you you feel at home here you meet people from all over the world every day and you're all about you know making friends having good connections you know build up a relationship that's how we met you know what i mean and that's just great you know every day things can happen every day you meet people that might you know give some opportunities for whatever in the future if it's music is it's you know just a good friendship to get dinner get some food whatever everything's around here get an uber you're there within 15 minutes or whenever you want to go i mean i love it here man it's just there's some nice features about the area and that is true you can if you're someone who's active there's a lot of creativity opportunities or collaborating with other people that it wouldn't be the same in idaho or 
so I'm part of Canada. S same in Belgium, man. That's that's what I tell so many people. Like everyone thinks, like, oh, you know, Europe is cool, and I want to go to Europe. Uh -huh. It is cool, but it depends on what you want. And me, as a music producer who likes to meet people every day and you know make contacts and you know get things going belgium is belgium is not the right place that's why i always would should suggest people to if you travel somewhere spend there at least a couple of weeks so you really get to know the people depends on what you want to do of course if you're doing like a like a world tour or you know a quick tour through europe and you want to check out the, the most you know the coolest places travel from amsterdam to brussels to to paris whatever all very easy with the train that's great but if you really want to have an idea about how things work you should at least you know spend a couple of weeks there uh -huh. and yes that's you know for me was the big game changer that as I'm trying to make my way into music production Belgium it's not the way to go like I could even go to Amsterdam Amsterdam has a lot of similarities with Los Angeles mm -hmm. but still there is like it's like a more EDM electronic music uh -huh. place and there's a place and time for everyone and you know it's just not Europe for me you know I, I get and also through my school and I my school time back in back in Abbey Road I met so many people that were already doing stuff here and I was like wow possibilities in Los Angeles are you know so much bigger and I can do so much more music what is a are there any places in Europe that have some of the more are have more similar elements to Los Angeles as far as like a creative hub or not really United Kingdom oh. for sure there's a lot and a lot of rock bands out there, a lot of music happening there as well. Very similar to here. Mm -hmm. Same with Amsterdam. But so then like it all goes, of the UK? I don't know like the specific areas as I've never really been there. Mm -hmm. Actually, a friend of mine just moved there. And yeah, he's having a great to time there. To, he's like a singer-songwriter from Spain. Where did he and move? I, yeah, London. Yeah, oh. to London, yeah. And I met him actually at an Airbnb here. Mm -hmm. And he was performing at the pier. And it was like, you know, he's making good music. Uh, yeah, then he moved to London, and I think there are more possibilities for him there, mm -hmm. you know, and that's his that's his way to go, you know. It all depends on what you do, what you want to do, and then you look for the right place to be, and then you just go there and make it happen. Right. You wouldn't maybe decide, I want to go to Bulgaria, and now it's to push the... Well, if I met people wherever, and they're like... Right. You know, things are happening in Bulgaria. There are like right. so many rock bands. I would be like, cool, like, I want to check it <laughs> out. Let's go there. <laughs> you know what try. I mean? Yeah, like, wherever things happen, that's that's what I want to do as well. You know, like, my main goal, main dream is have my own studio, but also be an artist and, like, you know, travel the world, see places. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know some very cool producers here that do that kind of stuff. And they travel to a studio in Spain and do stuff there. Then they travel to Abbey Road in London, do stuff there. You know what I mean? I just makes it all exciting you know what i mm -hmm. mean you get to see different places to make music and keeps it interesting you know what i mean in belgium i'm just stuck at my one place while i'm here i meet people and i'm like ready to you know see what else is happening in the world what's cool about abbey road you mentioned it a few times what's cool about that area abbey road or that road big love for abbey road man that was such a big eye-opener these guys they're it's run by three people um and yeah how do i say this it's just it's a one-year course uh -huh. 
and you'll learn so much about everything from microphones to recording to even music theory we we learn about live sound as well we do songwriting we do you know all consoles outboard gear how things are routed through patch bays and stuff like that we learn all about that shit and it's a very in- intense course i mean you gotta you know work mm-hmm. but it's just amazing because the classes are only like for a couple of hours mm-hmm. around like you know classes start around i think l 11 mm-hmm. and by like say one or two classes are done and then you can you know use the studio spaces there to record music so you can bring your own bands you can record them there you can do songwriting mixing mastering whatever it's all available there's just just this book laying at the office you sign it like whenever i want to record something you can bring people from everywhere i brought a band that called experience from belgium they drove all the way there we had a good time we recorded some metal music you know what i mean it's just cool you know it's it became like a whole family thing every mm-hmm. road actually also because we were like the first students there we had kind of this luxury to really get to know each other as well as the people that teach us and yeah man it's just great you record music and you know there was a bar downstairs whenever you're finished recording at 10 or whatever you go downstairs grab a beer jump on my jump on my bike go home takes like 10 minutes you know what i mean just a beautiful experience and the people are and say with the people around you like your fellow students there are very you know they were all from different genres people from hip-hop rock edm music and you know but everyone gets along so very well and we help each other out where needed and there's not like this pressure or anything you're just there having a good time making music and you know and we're still there for each other you know what i mean like i have certain people call me like my friend actually just moved to Romania to Bucharest. Like uh-huh. I call him sometimes. He's doing his thing. There's my other friend from from Amsterdam that also calls me sometimes. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's been a big, big, big game changer for me, definitely. Yeah, that's kind of neat. It's cool when there's like a small class and then you all become friends and it was just you guys. It's exactly. like a thing you always remember. Like exactly. we ate people, we did that. Yeah, and the people and the people from Abbey Road as well. Like uh, my friend Robin Rumors, the director there. Uh-huh. He knows so many people. Same with, same with my other friend here who's living now in Hollywood, Emiliano Cavallero. Same thing. They knew like so many cool studios there. So we drove all the way with the car to Calais in France to take the ferry to the united kingdom and then we drove all the way to how was the studio called again oh my god i already forgot it rockfield studios in wales that was it where like coldplay queen the oasis the wonderwall when they were sitting on and when they you know were writing that song we visited that studio went to whistlelord studios in the netherlands as well you know like huge studios that we visited same with some other people that were for like big artists in the industry and that was such an eye-opener for me i was like wow you know what you know what i mean i didn't know that music could be so much fun because from what i learned from music and back in belgium it was very like this very very close-minded and not really like you know i'm here to have a good time and make music you know what i mean it's got to be like huh, hard and like studying you know what i mean well, those people in Amsterdam, you know, they became like like friends and people where you can. And that's the most important thing. You can talk to so many people as you want. But if it's only music that they're talking, 
it's how do I say this? You know what I mean? If I hang out with other music people and you can just have a cool conversation about whatever whatever happened yesterday what your plans are for tomorrow not music related you know what i mean that's what i could do at amsterdam you know just talk mm -hmm. and don't always be like there was got to be music and there's music 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 you know what i mean right you want to be able to connect with the whole person exactly people, and then we also do do music because exactly. that's because that's what lasts forever you know what i'm i mean forever is, is a right is a hard word to use but still you know what i mean it has a that's, the, that's the intention, you know what I mean? If I work with people, I want to, you know, have it for the future. And, you know, I want to record people, but at the same time, I want to be able to hang out with them, grab a beer, grab a coffee or something, and just, just talk about whatever life and whatever it is, you know what I mean? About right. birds, about trees, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I have to add in that information. This episode, we have birds and we have trees around. It's very exactly. nice. That's a cool feature. It's very important that as far as like a, I don't know if it's like personality discussion or what is valued, there's always the short term thing. You can make a quick like transaction with somebody and get something done, but it's not the same as if you connect with them in full because this one feels weird later. You just did it and then it's done and then it just disappear and then it's always like, eh, that's it. But you do this one. The thing is small compared to you're still two people to continue on. Mm -hmm. So the person who has that long term mindset. Yeah. They always do better one year away, five years away, 10 years away, 20 years away. Just for that short bit, it might be uh, feel better to do a quick transaction. But anything longer than that, it's nice to, the person's still going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a life message. That's important. That's kind of neat. What's, I always like to throw in a little bit of variety here. Uh, do you read anything in the books category? Do you like books? I'm Are gonna you opposed be honest. to words? I'm going to be honest with he, you. He's opposed to words. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. And a, lot, and a lot of people are going to hate me for this, but I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't read books, actually. That's fine. Okay, everybody takes in material I listen to, differently. I listen to podcasts. Uh -huh. I like to listen to different people's ideas. Not even about music, you know what I mean? About like space, nature, you know what I mean? I, I love different kind of things. I love nature. I do sailing. I used to do karate for a lot of years surfing um you know going for walks oh what other what instruments do you play other than guitar also do you play any other i play the guitar so classical electric and acoustic guitar and i also play some bass some drums but it's just basics you know what i mean and uh some keyboard you know what i mean just basic chords and just enough to get my creative flow going if i'm writing music for whoever that makes sense or yeah. for myself mm -hmm. <laughs> Some people like to take in more audio. Some people like text. Some people like visual and video. Was, was it fair to say you're more audio oriented? You like taking in audio generally? Definitely. Definitely. And also video. Video. As I think I can be really satisfied with just listening to music. Mm -hmm. Just put, you know, my headphones on and, and listen to some music and appreciate what's been done. But I think for the most people, having some visual it's also important to, you know, see the faces that are behind a song or behind whatever it can be. And kind of, you know, it's a better way, I think, also to connect with some people. Like as we're doing this, you know what I mean? You see our interaction instead of just, you know, listening to it. You know what I mean? Right. You see facial expressions, you know, you see how someone looks, if he's happy, if he's sad, you know, whatever. And it, and it, and it helps with, you know 
feeling more connected to people. Same with video clips. I think that's what I think that why st- video clips are still very important because you know, again, have a really good song, mm-hmm. but you want to see some action. You know what I mean? You want to see how they perform and whatnot. I want to go check them out live and. You know what I mean? I think yeah. Audio and video is is very important to me. Yeah, that makes sense. I'd l- I'd love to do some writing though, like you know, explain my story and what I've done. But I think just talking about it is way easier for me mm-hmm. because I know like if I start writing something, I always feel like, but this can same with music. You know, like oh this can be better, this can be better, and I'm, it's sometimes hard to say like now it's done. Got to put it out there, and just work on the next thing. It was very hard to do it with music, actually, because I was trying to, you know, every time I listened to it, I let the song rest for a week. If, if it was like my own stuff, then I listened back to it, it's like, oh, I can change this. But if I wait another week, then I can change this. And it's going to sound better. You know what I mean? You got to say, like, now it's done. Put it out there. Work on the next thing. Same with books, I think. Like, you can keep changing words, like phrases, put it somewhere else, whatever, you know. But you got to be able to say, now it's done. And work on the next thing and don't 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 be afraid for for negative comments because right. there are a lot of them and you got to see through it believe in yourself feel confident about it yourself and you know just put it out there and there will be an audience for whatever you do you know that point you just brought up it's something i'm very into i'm the i'm really good on that category of just whatever it is boom here it is it's out there one time, Seth Godin, he's a blogger, writer. He talks about shipping everything, just mm-hmm. to ship it out there. So, yeah, I'm very much with that. You can fix little things. But people, you have a general feel for what you're putting out. It's not like little things are going to yeah. change so much of how the other person takes it in. But if you don't ship it out, they can take nothing from what you said. So that's why I always like to be, I'll record a rap and I'll just put it yeah. out. Some yeah. people might be like, why is he doing that? Or I put an article or put but once in a while, some people are like, thanks, that was great, or this is good. I'd rather lo- be on that side. There are a lot of misconceptions about people, especially in music, like for the people that are not into music or not like, you know, professional at it or whatever. They think like, you know, you got to have a, a, how do you call it? Like just a, a big hit, you know what I mean? And everybody sees like, oh, the song came on, you know, what was it? Uh, Gangnam style uh-huh. thing, for example, it just pops up, and you're like, "Wow, you know, you gotta be lucky. You gotta have this one hit." And but, how do you think that these people? I'm not sure about this Gangnam style thing. I don't uh-huh. know the story behind it, but you, you, you should be. You would be surprised if you hear how many years and hard work that went into certain things before something finally got released or finally made some success. That's what yeah. I'm doing as well. Like I put some music out there doesn't have a lot of streams still i'm surprised that i get you know daily listeners to my songs that are from like all over the world which i'm pretty surprised by but one day you know i mean you will put out this song got to know some people that support you and willing to make some promotion make an article about it or like you know this guy keeps doing what he's doing let's put it out there and then it's going to become, you know, hopefully a success and like wow you know what i mean this guy did something and then they're going to start listening back to it Right, your catalog. Some people, and some people don't. The, mo- the mainstream listener, I think, will just listen to that song and move on to the next thing. See if Spotify playlist, you listen to different songs, and that's it. You know what I mean? 
Right. They probably won't go back like, hey, what's the first song they ever released? Maybe eight years ago. You know what I mean? How did that sound like? Probably not. So that's a lot of misconception about that, I think. Right. But yeah. And there's the you point. what I mean, right? <laughs> you even want that big hit. Sometimes it's nicer to have little things that build up over time. If you get some sort of hit out of nowhere, that's cool. But then, like, now you have some expectation that, oh, it should be like that. These ones, are they good enough? Should I delete all these now? But you'd rather have... This is way cooler when you have a lot of little things. Because you can't mess with that. That's like a foundation. It's there. Yep. Well, the thing is, if you put a music out there and it becomes a really big hit, there again, two different ways. Or you got indeed very, very lucky and you got this one, so- one song out of the blue that someone supported. It's like, I'm going to boost this song. Got like millions and millions of views. Then it's very hard i think personally to keep this creative flow as you if you can even call it creative flow going you know i mean because you're not used to it you get this big thing and now you're thinking about that yeah and then other people start doing the shit for you you know what i mean like write songs and whatnot i'm like if i get a big song one day and get a couple of you know i don't know hundred thousand views or something or listeners whatever Uh uh-huh I am still used to just making music, you know what I mean? Just pick up my guitar and jam. And I think personally for me, there won't be much of a difference. Of course, there's going to be a difference. You know, you're going to do more shows and you're going to get more gigs and stuff like that. But your mindset is still going to be the same. You're still going to keep your creative workflow going because I need it to, you know, be happy. If I don't pick up my guitar for a week, I feel sad. I want to like pick up and jam something. You know what I mean? Right. That's a great point in life. If you have your thing, everybody's got their things, your baseline stuff. As long as you keep to that, you don't get distracted by things that show up or don't work out or work out or whatever, and you keep doing your baseline thing, you can go no wrong. When you let this thing slide, then you're in trouble because now you're attached to this thing. Then this disappointment causes more impact on you. This success causes too much impact on you. But if you keep this baseline, you're nice and relaxed all the time. This is a great point. One last thing I always like to check is if you had a megaphone to tell all people of the world something about uh, what you do or what you like or what you'd want them to know about your music production, what might you say to all the people of the world? What's a message you might have for all people? This is that challenge question nobody's ever ready for. You mean like for potential clients, artists, or people that I'm going to work with or just like more in general advice? or What would you tell people about the field of music production for people that are trying to make it in music yes yes i would say be persistent mm-hmm. work on it every day mm-hmm. don't have any expectations no expectations be yourself stay true to yourself Whatever your interests were. You're going to get disappointed. You're going to get, as we say it, I don't know if it's the same in English, but walk with your head against the wall a lot of times. Then you got to turn around, keep walking, and keep going. Because I think, you know, if you're just persistent and work on things every day, enjoy the process as well. Don't be like, I need to write this music and I need to do this or whatever. It's not going to work. Take your time keep options open don't be be focused but not too focused on one thing you know what i mean and and just keep a daily routine 
take care of your health. Don't do anything stupid. Don't get in jail. And, you know, the day will come. And it's not even for music. It's for everything. Entrepreneurs, people that are trying to do something with their lives. Is it fashion? Is it film industry? Whatever. Be persistent. Work on it. And be a human. Be kind to everyone. And, you know, be the best person you can. When there's a moment for it, you have moments you feel sad, you have moments, you know, you don't feel like it, and that's okay, we're still humans, but, you know, just keep going. Don't ever stop. Boom. We covered all of existence right there. Bob, I want to thank you for having been on episode 237. Thanks for having me, sir. the Armin Show podcast. Onward. We never do a shake. That's the first time ever on the show I think that I had a shake. And we are out.